It's the Wex Appeal Podcast. Barbells, beats, and buffoonery. Three, two, one, go! Here we go. Dope conversations. That's my gang is con. Where fitness, pop culture, and a lot of random buffoonery collide. I'm coming for you. It's ridiculous, really. Hashtag space. Work. But amusing. Wax, you, you laughed least at me, so you get to go next. <laughs> Here's your host, Wax. I was going to say I blacked out during the explanation. <laughs> I just heard space. Work. Welcome to another edition of the Wexpeel Podcast, Barbells, Beats, and Buffoonery. It's me, it's Wex, and I've got some great news for you. We have a brand new sponsor for the show. That's right, we have a brand new sponsor for the show. I am happy to announce that Wexpeel Podcast is teaming up with the guys over at Blackout Barbell Apparel. You can go and find them at blackoutbarbell.shop. You can check out all their gear. They've got awesome gear for you to go get hooked up, to go to the gym, get those gains. They've got the shorts with the 5-inch inseam, which I love. I cannot wait to be rocking those. You're going to see a lot of posts with the uh, with those shorts. they got some awesome shirts with some cool new designs, and they're coming out with a whole new line. I don't even know if it's out yet, but stay tuned. It's going to be released on the website very, very soon. So go to blackoutbarbell.shop, and if you put in the promo code blackout, B-L-K-B-L-K-O-U-T, that is my personal code, to get you 10% off your entire order. So get over there, put in the code blackout, it's B-L-K-O-U-T, to get 10% off your order and be rocking some of the coolest gear in all of CrossFit. I love it. I love their vibe. I love their style. And that's why I wanted to team up with them. And uh, who knows? We'll see what happens. We might have some some exclusive Wexpeel content coming out with Blackout Barbell. Uh, we're definitely going to have them on the show and, uh, and check it out. So it is cool. Very happy to have them on board with the show. And thanks to them that uh, they wanted to team up with me. And just an awesome, awesome group of guys. So get over there. Check it out blackoutbarbell.shop to get hooked up with the best gear and they've got a new belt coming out as well a new uh, weightlifting belt that is sweet it's got the blackout barbell logo on it basically the uh, the two x's with the upside down smiley face i love it with the barbell it's it's awesome so get it check it out and uh make sure you tag us and blackout barbell on your stories on instagram and once again use the code blackout b-l-k-o-u-t to get 10 percent off your order my show today man do we have an amazing show um i will give the uh the earmuffs warning for any parents that have kids in the car um we're gonna give that explicit content a uh a run for its money on this one but i have adam von rothfelder he is the ceo of strong coffee and dude is amazing he has just such an entrepreneurial mind, and he definitely wants to change the game when it comes to coffee, and he wants to change it one cup at a time. If you like your Starbucks, you might get a little little upset, but it's okay. You need to hear the truth and knowledge about what you're putting into your body, and strong coffee is, man, I love it. It's my go-to. They've got all sorts of essential things in their coffee, 
that not only makes it good because it's just coffee and coffee is life, but it also has, you know, collagen protein and MCT oils and all sorts of things to make you healthier and actually get more out of your cup of coffee. You can't ask for more than that. It is an awesome product. It's great. It's also made in instant so that you can get it on the go and, and get your coffee fix and have coffee that actually helps you get stronger. If you don't know anything about Adam, he is just an awesome and eccentric dude. If you recognize him like I did, you saw him on the show NBC, uh, an NBC show called Strong. It was produced by Sylvester Stallone, and it teamed up personal trainers in all sorts of different fitness methodologies with everyday housewives to help them basically take their life back, get find fitness, get healthy, and make a total life change. And of course, it's a reality show, so they would eliminate somebody each week until one person wins all the money and all the, all the stuff, but you got to see the change of everybody. And he was one of the trainers on that, which is the very first time I saw him. And then I met him at Wadapalooza at the CrossFit Games, and dude is awesome. Just a ball of energy. So kick back, relax, get yourself some Blackout Barbell apparel, make yourself a, a cup of strong coffee, and enjoy the show. Man, how you been? How's it going? I'm great. I'm great, dude. Good I'm deal. Great. Well, like yeah. I said, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for coming on the on the podcast. And uh, I've seen you literally everywhere. So, um, and and what's funny is, like I I so let me let me let me kick it back away. I told my wife we got to get better shower curtains. <laughs> is that what, is that what I told my wife we got to get better shower curtains? But you know, what I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> well, the um, so taking it taking it back. I didn't realize that you were originally on the show on NBC strong. Yes. And I was like, this dude looks familiar. Like when I started seeing everything with strong coffee and all that sort of stuff, I'm like, this guy looks really familiar. And then I, you know, was digging around a little bit you know, just kind of, you know, learning about strong coffee and you and kind of how you started it and all that, which we're going to get into all that. But then I was like, Oh, I remember watching that show on NBC. Like originally when it came on, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So like, yeah. I'm like, were, right. you, what, what, were, were you team white when that team came out? Oh, when dude. Out? It's, it's been so long. I like, like I'm okay. trying, I'm trying. You probably thought I was a douchebag. You were like, oh man, this fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually I thought you were, I thought you were pretty cool. There were, yeah. so, I, but I was always in CrossFit. So it's like the CrossFit guys were like the yeah, ones, yeah. I, the ones I was yeah, like, oh Yeah. I was yeah. like, okay, that guy, you know, trying, trying to, you know, we always want CrossFit to win, you know, when you're, you know, when you're in that, in that realm. I kicked their ass in everything. Yeah. So, I, mean, I don't know how fit CrossFit, you know, I'm just joking. The technical <laughs> skill of CrossFit, like Olympic lifting is fucking crazy. Oh yeah. Yeah. But my yeah. uh, skill doesn't always mean athleticism. And I think like that show was really more about athletes than like a, a skill specific thing. Yeah. You know? But for um, people, but for people who don't know what I'm talking about, because it, I mean, how, how long has it been since that show aired? That's been a bit. But we, yeah. So we filmed that in 2016, I think. Okay. And, and it was aired in 2017. And, um, and then it resurfaced in 2019 on Netflix. On Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. 
and it became like the number one um like inspirational like wellness show on netflix yeah and it was cool for almost three years and it, now netflix sadly actually just took it down they yeah. probably like lost their licensing or something with it but yeah well everybody's pulling all their all their content in so i'm sure peacock has it uh because it was nbc, yeah, was it NBC. so yeah I'm sure, yeah yeah valid yeah I, so uh, i'm sure they I'm pulled it in up, i forgot to screen record some episodes you know <laughs> well i forgot to pirate some shit well no so the uh the thing i do is i do apollo group tv and it has everything that's screaming or that's screaming that's streaming everything is streaming all in one place and I pay oh. like 165 bucks for the entire year. I'm oh, sure wow. somewhere it's not legal, but they haven't shut me down yet, and I still have it. And I can watch uh, pay-per-view UFCs. I can watch like everything. Oh, that's cool. So that's cool. I'm like, this is. You should get them to sponsor your show, bro. That oh, was I know. Great, great. That was a great VSL for that. I don't know who runs it, so. <laughs> yeah, a quick little LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Oh yeah. yeah. I'll teach you a lot, you know. Gotcha, like, gotcha. Like, well, use the internet for what it's good for. Exactly. So, <laughs> so we could just kind of jump in, man. But you know, like yeah, I said, yeah. thank you for being on the show. This is Adam von Rothfelder, the owner founder of Strong Coffee, and kind of give the whole rundown on everything else you're doing, and we'll 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 go back to that show and tell people what it was about, you know, and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Well. um, what have what am I doing? What are you um, up to, man? What, what's going on? I'm up to a lot. Um, you know, uh, I started Strong Coffee uh, five years ago, and when I when I started it, I was a trainer, and I was uh, doing it full time. But like, I was at like this like peak state of training where I you know effectively hit the glass ceiling. Um, I you know, had uh, like the best clients. I was charging the top rate. Um, every time I get a new client, I charge them 10 to $20 more an hour just to see how far I could go. And I just never heard no's. And, uh, but it was like my time uh, that effectively was like no longer my own. And I had this idea previously for strong coffee in, uh, you know, uh, in 2014, actually, and I launched it uh, in some ways successfully, but ultimately unsuccessfully, uh, not understanding what it would take to operate a company, let alone like not just like launch one. Um, I was undercapitalized, uh, underpowered. I just had a kid. My dad dies. Like there was all this crazy shit going on. So I put it to, you know, I put it to rest and it resurfaced a couple of years after the show. And I actually like had to wait like an additional four months to do anything with it because NBC had me sign something about using the word strong. Yeah. I, I, Cause I was going to, I was going to ask you if there was anything yeah. related well, to that, so but it I, sounds like that came first. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a writer, but then after, you know, there's just like some weird stipulations within it that if I was to like cease doing this and then restart it, that I'd have to wait to this period, you know, they were, they were cool. They were understanding, but there were still like legal terms that I just didn't even feel like addressing them. So I just kind of waited a little longer, but you know, I, I, I ultimately, I launched strong coffee um, three years after living in LA with my wife and kids, we, you know, we really are the family that went from no money, sleeping in our car one night, 
you know, after like losing a temporary place to live because we got fucked over by some Malibu celebrities. Yep. And, um, and recovering in like three months, building the clientele I built around these incredible people, uh, you know, athletes, rappers, you know, movie producers, direct, like all these incredible things. And like, ultimately finding my way to like the best people that believed in me so much that they believed I shouldn't even be their trainer. And they're like, you uh, have so much more. And I'm like, you're right. I got this thing. And that, you know, client invested in me initially and gave me the, you know, belief in myself, but also the funding Mm -hmm. needed to step away from training and be able to focus on strong coffee and a lot of people are probably wondering how much that would take. Um, it wasn't as much as you would think and it didn't last as long as you would hope. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Never does. Never does. Yeah. So, you know, the person that invested in strong coffee got a hell of a fucking deal and because it is worth 20 times more than what he invested in at. Yeah. And, uh, I went through the money he gave me in like six months. So, yeah. And, but like, that is not to say that I am not internally great, eternally grateful for, uh, his belief in me when he really barely even knew me. Like he was a brand new client. Gotcha. Uh, But I had been training all of his friends and his friends were like the most successful entrepreneurs that we've ever had in our generation. People that have sold companies for a billion dollars, you know, like, from like zero to startup billionaires, yeah. you know, it's crazy. Um, so I started strong coffee in 2018 and, uh, I've been grinding. It's a family business. You know, it's like, I've had some small outside fundraising, but it's me, my wife, my kids, uh, you know, two good friends. I've never hired some big corporate executive to come in and pay him hundreds of thousands of dollars and raise millions to do so. And let the product and the company struggle. I've yeah. always believed that, you know, I was going to build, tr- I'm going to build a, a real brand with true culture, you yeah. know? And, and uh, I like to believe that I'm kind of like the, I'm building one of the best brands that you may not, never have even heard of yet, but you will, you know? <laughs> and, like, and and to say that you guys are everywhere, like literally, so I really got, um kind of i was introduced before but really got introduced at the crossfit games this past year um because you guys were at the crossfit games and i was set up at the um i was volunteering for for crossfit and i was working at that um that stage they had in the middle where they were doing all the demos and and so i was checking people in checking people out and but in the meantime i would go around and network with people and you know go around and do my do my podcast thing because they only needed me for like 15 minutes, you know, here and there. And then I would go around vendor village and go say hi to everybody. So I started talking to you guys in the team and started, you know, I mean, you guys literally kept me alive. <laughs> those, those four or five days, you're like, yeah, here's the, here's the flight of coffee that you're going to, that you're going to try today. And, yeah. it, and it, it's phenomenal. Like, so it's not just, you know, it's not just the brand, it's the product is, is amazing, but you've done it in such a way that's instant, like the, the, the instant variety, where is a lot of people are like, Oh yeah, well you need to, you know, do this and, and have these beans and grind this and you need to have it in like this whole way of doing it. This is so much easier. 
and tastes amazing. So how did yeah. you how did you originally come up with the concept of of how you put all this together and you know like you know what product li- lines you were going to do and like what worked what didn't work like how did all that how did all that come about? Yeah. Um a quick quote. I don't care about great coffee. I care about coffee that makes you great. I like it. Love it. And ultimately I got so tuck so tired of hearing the the snobbity around coffee when in fact none of it is better than any of it yeah it's all over marketed hype and bullshit like it arabica is not better than robusta right or sumatra is not better than colombian it's different mm-hmm. and you could say one you know oh the, the roasting methods can be changed the ph like all these different things but like I don't give a fuck about that. Like, I'm sorry, but this is not this, this thing that we call coffee is ultimately a tool and we treat it as a tool, as a supplement. And it's like the, it's like the wrench of tools, right? Like a wrench can be a hammer, but a hammer can never be a wrench, right? You just like, you can bang it. You can fucking use it to turn shit. Like you could do so many things with fucking coffee. Yeah. Yet coffee is such an inconsistent tool, right? It's like from the brewing methods, from the, like how you, uh, how it was roasted. Um, A study was done that a cup of Starbucks can differentiate between 200% the amount of caffeine that's in a cup that it's, you know, from one to the next. Yeah. Oh, wow. Right. 200% difference based off of like the person weighing it, like there was a whole study done of where they were like grabbing a couple of Starbucks every day of the same roast mm-hmm. and they were testing it multiple times a day. And this was a private group, you know, multiple private groups have done this. And I'm like, you know, another thing of like the inconsistency of the tool as a former electrician, I knew that like, I'm only as good as my tools. Right. Yeah. And as, as well as I know how to use these said tools, uh, I was a union electrician for seven years. You know, I built fucking skyscrapers, right? So when I think about things, I think about efficiency, right? I think about the effectiveness, uh-huh. right? As a nutritionist and a sports, you know, a, a sports coach, trainer, strength conditioner, all these like little nuanced words that, um, you know, just basically mean I care about the human body and have stu- studied it my entire life. I effectively know that it takes ethical amounts of ingredients to do the things that other people are claiming. There are all these things that are swirling around in my head when I started Strong Coffee. The things in the, you know, around coffee as a product and how I've seen it being manipulated within the supplement space. Yeah. To like supplements themselves, manipulating marketing and not actually having effective doses, right? Efficacious dosing. So, when I started Strong Coffee originally in 2014, my idea was to actually take collagen, MCT powder, and L-theanine and put it in a product. Oh, and yeah, I love that. <laughs> and it was the first, it. Yeah. It was the first non-dairy coffee creamer, right, that existed. That was the same year that Vital Proteins launched. I met Kurt like six months after like I launched mine and set it and shut it down. Yeah. And he had his. And I was like, damn, I was on to something, right? Like I... I I just was doing that. That's you asked me like, how did I come up with this idea? That's literally what I was making every morning. 
I would take a French press of, you know, expensive coffee. Yeah. I had Great Lakes collagen that I had been using for so long because I grew up in Milwaukee, which is 30 minutes from Great Lakes, Illinois. Right. So that plant, they had like local distribution, to all the grocery stores. So it was super normal for my mom to have collagen gelatin and regular collagen in the house at all times. Yeah. So I'm like taking collagen. I'm on the whole MCT and butter kick. So I'm throwing that in there, doing a dash of cinnamon, you know, some sea salt, right. Throwing in some, uh, some, uh, L-theanine. And I'm like, man, these are, this is so many steps. This is fucking stupid. Yeah. So I originally was like, I'm going to put these three ingredients in one thing. So all I got to do is add butter to my coffee that I brew. And the tagline for roasted coffee then was roasted weekly, never weak. So it was going to be a, a, a roasted bean uh, subscription that you get these bags with every order. So you can make this coffee every morning this way. Yeah. And, you know, I, I was, like I said, I didn't have the right idea at the right time with the right amount of money. My dad dies, my daughter's born. There's all these crazy things that happen within a very short period of time. I get cast on that TV show. I knew about that for like a year, right? Like I, it was like a one year process. I was cast for my Versace uh, for two campaigns, right? So there was just a lot happening that I had to let that go. And at the time, still managing, you know, the largest privately owned gym in, you know, Milwaukee. We had a 10,000 square foot, you know, uh, group fitness, you know, and personal training facility. Yeah. So it was just, it was way too much. And when... I relaunched it in 2018. I, I said, I did exactly what I said I was going to do when I shut it down in 2014. If I ever did this idea again, I would just add, I would just use instant coffee gotcha. with that base formula of the collagen MCT powder and L-theanine. And that was going to be my base. And so in 2018, that's where I started. But then, you know, I was like, well, we could put like coconut water extract in here for potassium and magnesium. I'm like, we could put, you know, uh, neurofactor in here, this really incredible ingredient that actually is from the coffee berry itself. And I just created this thing in my mind and uh, found manufacturers and got samples made and realized I could not afford a minimum run and I wasn't going to put my family in a financial position to like take the money out against our own name. Yeah. Uh, raise, you know, my wife and my kids on, you know, an income that could change at any moment. Like if COVID would have happened. Oh, right. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Right. So I, I, and to be honest with you, I had a feeling, right. Like six months after I started the company, I was sitting with my investor. He took me surfing and I was like, man, I think I'm going to bounce. And I'm like, I really want to get going. I'm like, I'm, I want to move to Austin, you know? And everybody's like, you're crazy. Don't do it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, it just doesn't feel like the same LA that it did when I moved here a couple of years ago. Yeah. And I just feel like something's going to happen that's going to like alter. And I'm like, and that's kind of where I feel like in many ways is going to be a pivotal point for strong coffee. So I want to be fully ready. And, you know, we were living in Austin for 18 months and, and COVID boom. 
And I mean, if we would have been in LA, we would have lost like our fulfilling, our, our ability to fulfill, you know, like a bunch of like different things that would have like totally destroyed us. Yeah. So it was, it was just kind of a, a hunch that I should get out of LA and it had nothing to do with the cost of living. I mean, it was a part of it, sure. but not like the real thing. It was, it was like, I was in the water and it felt eerie and I just, you know, yeah. I was like, All right, I'm out of here. Um, so we, we, we headed to Austin, which is, uh, we live outside of Austin now and love it. And, uh, strong coffee is still plugging away yeah. and, uh, it's a fucking grind. Um, you know, and uh, it has had some serious ups and downs. I mean, I literally have lost hair on my face because of it. So any of these white spots yeah, were just like <laughs> smooth as my forehead, like baby skin. I woke up one morning <laughs> and they're gone. And it, all due to stress, it's called alopecia areata. Um, wow. Yeah, uh, it's oh, pretty wild. I think I just lost my camera. Hold on just a second. It's all good. All right, we're good. We're good. We're back. <laughs> apparently, apparently, I did. I did a podcast, and I had a battery in there, and that battery did not last for two podcasts. So I'm gonna get, oh, a, no. get a new one. So, um, but yeah. So you were talking about stress and losing your beard. <laughs> yeah, man, losing my beard. I mean, I actually lost like I. It's all back now, but I have like a spot here and a little spot here. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think like a lot of people. Like, I won't even dive into all that because, like, I'll let you ask me some questions. Sure, sure. Because uh, I usually, you know, there's a there's there's a story, right? But, like, personally, um, I get tired of telling that story all the fucking time. Yeah. Because there's so much more than just, like, the story of, of, of you know, of that. Yeah. Um, you know, but, like, ultimately... Uh, Strong Coffee has been like an incredible learning experience, but it has had some really, you know, hard points. And I think from anybody on the outside, they're like, man, you guys are everywhere. You're killing it. You know, you're doing this and you're doing that. That, you know, when I hear that, it's hard for me to not to want to be like, but do not <laughs> judge yourself yeah. or anything that you are doing in the perception of like where you, because I hear people in their voice and they're saying, they'll say something like that. Like, Oh man, remember when this and this, and like, you guys are like here now and it's crazy. And I'm like, bro, I'm like, if I could, if I could get, you know, if I could take back some of the stress for the hockey stick that we took yeah. and like even took a little bit longer to get to where we are, I would have took that in a minute, Yeah, you know, compared to like the idea of five xing, six xing the entire company from twenty twenty one to twenty twenty two. Yeah, well, right? I, I like, think I think what people don't see and like with that whole, oh, I see you everywhere. What they don't see is what it takes to do that, and what yeah. it takes to do that yeah. is not always maintainable. You know, yeah, no. you you do it to get to a certain point where you don't have to be everywhere <laughs> but but at the beginning you're just listen i'm gonna take every opportunity i can i'm gonna push it to the max i'm gonna suffer for it but this is what i'm gonna do to get where i want it to be and and one of the things that i was taught a long time ago is you live like no one else today so that you can live like no one else later 
because a lot of people don't do the hard stuff now to get to what they want. And yeah, yeah. it's like, I, yeah, you have to do what you have to do the unscalable in the beginning, right? You have to go hard if you're going to get past certain points that other people refuse to go past, right? It is not always the most skilled. It is not always the best product, right? It is always not the best actor or the best athlete, right? It is the person who fucking heard no way more many way more times to like than like just stopping. Yeah. Right. Like they just kept going and hearing those no's. It's it's like a baseball player. You have to be okay with striking out, you know, yeah. 70, 80% of the fucking time. Right. Absolutely. And you have to be okay with that like mentally. Right. And 70%, you know, uh Shopify gives me these updates and it says like you're in the top 1% of all stores that launched in your, you know, in your like quarter it is, right? I think it is quarter, something like that, right? Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. And then like, it always sparks me to kind of look at like brands that I, you know, remember like when I first started and I'm like, they haven't made a post in a year and a half on their Instagram. You know, I'm like, holy shit. Well, it's like 67% of all of all CPG companies that launched the year I launched have already gone out of business. Mm. Right. It's, it's, it's like the same stat as baseball. Yeah. Right. So I think like what's super, like what, you know, I find is so important about strong coffee is that like, just like you, the listener, just like you, the podcaster, right. Just like me, none of this has been an easy road. Yeah. Like we embody what it means to be strong ourselves within our story, right? Within the the Whole Foods deal, $1.2 million in canceled POs that fucking left our company like set to crumble. And yet we just hit the road and like kept hammering and got mentioned on Joe Rogan and it like offset these massive losses and just, right? And it's just like, even though everybody's like, you're going under, I had, <laughs> I had, I had investors have their financial people call me asking me how I was going to divide assets. I was like, go fuck yourself. I'm not done. Yeah. Right. Like I'm not even going to hear that shit from you. Yeah. Like I literally had one of the top entrepreneurs in the country removed from my company. I bought him out with another investor just so I never had to hear some bullshit from his financial advisor again. Yeah. Right. And it's like, and the company grew six times since that conversation. Yeah. I literally sent him a text message just to be like, fuck off, you know, like, (laughs) send, right? And, you know, um, it's, it's, it has been really challenging, but it's, it is effectively like, I don't know how to quit. Uh, Just like some of the best CrossFitters I've ever seen, right? Like, you don't know how to quit, right? Strong, striving to reach one's hour natural greatness, right? Like the idea that this is how I don't define myself, but this is like what I set out to do. I set out to win. Yeah. Right. Like I am, I, I am, I am out there to win. This is my, this is my AMRAP. Yeah. And I'll just keep going round after round after round. I freaking love it. And, and like you said about baseball. So I, I coach my son's baseball team 
And the hardest thing is trying to get kids to understand if you fail 70 to 80% of the time, you are still considered successful in this game. Yeah. You are going to have to fail. Somebody's going to have to fail. You have a pitcher and you have a batter. What's that? Baseball is, baseball is the greatest representation. Uh, you know, Logan Gelbrick. Uh, not right off hand. Coach. Okay. So he was a, he was like really big in the CrossFit scene in like Santa Monica, Venice. He kind of okay. like kickstarted it out there in, in a lot of ways with uh, this kind of like cultural movement. It was, you know, he's got a very different mind. He wrote a book called Go Right. And he talks about baseball in there. And that's actually where I get that analogy from. Like, I knew that, that that's, that's a thing, yeah. but I had never really thought about it. And when I really look at it, entrepreneurship is more like baseball than just the batting average. You have to wait five years for somebody to tell you that you're an overnight success. Yeah. Right. Like you literally, like you go to the fucking minor leagues, he's like little bullshit, like baseball tournaments and all these things. And then yep. finally, you know, somebody hurts their shoulder and that's been playing for fucking 12 years and you get a chance to be the new bait first baseman or some shit. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't know the total specifics behind it, oh, yeah. but I know a long ass time. Like I've met, I get hit up by baseball players all the time for free product. And like, they have been playing for like five, six years and they haven't played an MLB game. And I'm like, damn. Yeah. Like that's crazy. Well, you have people that are career minor leaguers. Right. Like, right. like they have an entire career. Yeah. And they've never played a major league game. They, but they've been in the minors for 10, 15 years, um, retiring. You guys told me that they make like $300 a week. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck do you live on? <laughs> yeah. I would go find a new career because you can't, you can't survive on that. And it's no. only, and it's only during the season. Uh, yeah. but these are these guys that are, you know, during the summers, they're baggers at your local grocery store. It's like, you know, yeah. what the hell is going on? Um, of the game man oh it is and and baseball is one of those sports that it's just like somebody and and i guess it's true with any sport that's you know one-on-one or or team versus team somebody's gonna lose but there literally is someone is going to lose between a batter and it's one-to-one batter pitcher someone's gonna lose either the pitcher's gonna throw a pitch and just and he could throw the perfect pitch and somebody just cranks it um or you know vice versa you know, the batter strikes out and he fails, but there's going to be failure. You just have to keep stepping up to the plate. You have to keep throwing those pitches. And especially for a pitcher, again, with kids, it's the hardest mindset is, okay, you threw a bad pitch. You need to have a short memory. You need to put that out of your mind and, and throw the next one perfectly, you know? So there's so many like things that you can pull from baseball that it's just Fight, great. fighting fighting has a faster learning curve than that though <laughs> yes 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 it does yeah you have a quarter second to shrug off that punch and throw another one <laughs> yes. yeah you're gonna need to get your hands up or you're gonna need to get yeah. a really yeah. tough yeah. chin fighting, um, fighting fighting's the only other fighting's the only thing above baseball that requires more uh because when you get beat you get beat yes Literally. Right? Yeah. And then you actually have to get back in the ring. That mentality is how I continue to do strong coffee every day. Yeah. Like when you look at your bank account and you have four employees, you only have $25,000 in it and your payroll is 18 and you're like, 
holy shit like and we got to get more product and we got to make sure that this more product and we're but we're gonna get through this guys we're gonna get through this i swear to god i'm gonna raise a half a million dollars soon i swear to god yeah it's gonna happen i'm hitting it i'm hitting it you know yeah uh i'm so at that crossfit games not this past year but the year before yeah um funny story i i'm leaving the crossfit games and i'm on my phone and i get a hold of ray lewis uh, the linebacker. Yeah. And, uh, I used to train Ray. So I'm like, Ray, like, remember strong coffee? Um, you know, this has happened. We're launching in whole foods globally, this and that I need to raise money to, you know, cover the POs. Um, you know, and cause like whole foods was so late at giving us the purchase orders that we couldn't even line up, uh, like bank financial finances to like yeah. just cover the POs. So I had to give away parts of my company for fucking money to, I mean, it's crazy when I think about it, but like anybody learning, maybe don't do that, you know? Um, but you also do what you fucking have to yep. get the product made when Whole Foods here says you're going in global. Right. So that's what I did. And I'm on the phone and my phone's about to die. And my, and my, my, my employee, Justin is like looking, um, for like outlets in people's fucking yards as we're walking. And he's like, dude, I got one right here. So I jump over a fence, plug my phone in. I'm sitting in somebody's backyard in the bushes talking to Ray Lewis. I'm like, yeah, no, man, things are cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Okay, so you're in, you're in, 50,000? All right, cool, man, cool. You know, and uh, it, was, it was, he uh, he, set the, he set the tone for what was uh, a wild 48 hours that, you know, only took one year to, you know, like, or like eight months to make happen. It was like eight months of hundreds of no's trying yeah. to raise money to all of a sudden, like being down to the wire and getting a hold of one person, one person, one person. And then finally, cause you, not all these people, you can just call on the phone like that. Yeah. You know, they're in Barbados or they're in fucking Cabo or they're in Greece or wherever the fuck they are. Living, living, the, living the best life. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm jumping over fences and yeah, meanwhile, I'm jumping over fences <laughs> trying to get my phone to stay charged so I can have a phone conversation with you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was crazy, funny stories. Well, it, and that the, you know all the no's you get. It's like so. This past year, um, or earlier this year, we were both at Wadapalooza. You guys had yeah. you guys had strong coffee at Wadapalooza. It was again awesome. Um, just fantastic. You guys took care of you know everybody that was there, but um. I was at Wadapalooza running the podcast stage. So okay. I was I was in charge of the podcast stage, making sure that all the, you know, all the podcast hosts were taken care of, making sure that, you know, we had people lined up, we had guests, all this sort of stuff. So basically I was just managing that stage the whole time. I would send people out and be like, hey, go do that, you know, go do this, go get me coffee, come back, you know, things yeah. like that. And um, you know, I'm running this thing and got to interview, I got to lead the champions panel on the Bayfront floor uh, or the Bayside floor, which was amazing. Matt Fraser, you know, Justin Medeiros, Cat. Um, never Annie, heard of them. Never heard of them. You know, those guys. <laughs> washed up retirees, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, so I got to lead that and I got to do all this. I got to do all this cool shit. Just really, it was a, it was a crazy experience. And people were like, oh man, you're so lucky. I'm like, lucky? You know how many no's and how many people and how many dms i've sent and how many messages and how many calls and how many this and that that i had to do to get here this is like two and a half years in the making 
you know, not to mention all the volunteer time I've had, you know, doing volunteer stuff at CrossFit Games, at local competitions, meeting all these people, just befriending people so that I can call them and be like, hey, any chance I could help out with this? No, this wasn't, this isn't luck. This is, you know, busting your ass to try and get to this point. Um, this is not easy. And then, you know, I have other podcasters that come in and they just think, you know, things are just handed to me or, or you know, people just think stuff's handed to you. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't get this because you didn't do all this. <laughs> it's, it's just, it, it, there, there is a, there is a system to it. Um, you know, you get what you, you know, you get what you give and if you don't give it, don't expect it to be handed to you. Yeah. 100%. I mean, energy goes where, uh, energy flows where energy goes. Right. I think yeah. that's the, the saying. So, um, or energy flows where energy goes. I don't know. I don't know. Both of them sound good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, basically if you don't put it in, you ain't getting it back out. Exactly. So, um, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I think the, uh, the, uh, the interesting thing about like the CrossFit community is, you know, that's effectively like where I launched strong coffee in a lot of ways. I was, uh, I was a co-host for Barbell Shrugged um, for about four to five months where I was doing consistent shows with them, yeah. every, you know, uh, a couple every week or, a, you know, a couple every month. I mean, mm -hmm. and uh, that's initially where like people first started hearing about it. And when we first showed up to the first CrossFit games, you know, two years ago or three years ago, like we were, it was crazy, man. It was, it was like, oh shit. Like, all right. You know, they, they really dig this. And it, then we went and did, uh, you know, uh, rogue that year mm -hmm. and bought a and we really shifted like the way we did things. We used to sample product and then we were like, yo, let's make, full servings and sell this shit yeah. um so that people can have the experience of actually having like a whole cup of strong coffee and really at the same time like reimagine how marketing could be most people don't recognize that those brands that are there are losing money right like they, they they're by the time they pay everybody like they they're like not profitable you know so while you're sitting there trying to like squabble a deal off of them you know be be very you know conscious to the fact that that's probably a small business owner yeah. that lost money to be at the crossfit games and as great as crossfit is as a community based as a community mm -hmm. uh, as great as the competitions are is great as the combination of training modalities and plot applied. The organization itself is very complicated. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a very yeah. nice way to put it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> complicated is probably the nicest thing you could have said. Yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't spend another dollar on with CrossFit HQ. Yeah because of the politics mm -hmm. and bullshit that they, you know, the dogma that disables small companies that ultimately support all the other local things Yeah, for just global brands to come in and snatch up exclusivities and different things like that. And it's, it's fucked up. It shouldn't be that way. 
Yeah. Um, I thought it was fucked up that like TYR or Rogue wasn't, or like Noble wasn't at, you know, uh, Granite Games, you know, like, gotcha. yeah, right. Like, why aren't these global brands showing up to these small events, you know, when like it's all us, but then when it's time for the big show, they have like the exclusivities to, yeah. to these things. And it's like, that doesn't make any sense. Like FinAid and these other brands have been like part of this forever. And then all of a sudden they can't hand out shit because Monster Energy. And it's like, I mean, I could give a shit less, I guess, in the sense of like, I, it's not that I couldn't hand out energy drinks because of Monster. I couldn't sell coffee because they had a coffee exclusive, you know? And it's like, yet they still had no problem inviting me there to like sit there and hand out samples and to charge me for a booth fee. Yeah. And it's like, you're not even giving me the opportunity. Like if I sold shirts, you wouldn't tell me I couldn't sell shirts. Yeah. This person over here is selling fucking shirts. Yeah. Right. Like that would be that, or this company is selling, you know, jump ropes. You're not going to tell this company not to sell jump ropes. Yeah. Like that's what they do. They sell jump ropes. We sell coffee. Yeah. Um. So, you know, it's like, it's, it's, it's things like that, that have, you know, got us, you know, thinking like laterally and we're actually just think, watching the athletes and it's been really cool to get involved in the tactical games. Um, yeah. where The lateral transition that you see of all these great CrossFit athletes moving into the tactical games like uh, Hepner and um, Margo, Margo Alvarez. Mar yeah, Jer uh, Jared Wayne Stevens, yep. um, you know, Sam Dancer actually, I think uh, comp competed in a tactical games last year or two years ago and is going to do one this year as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, there's a couple of, couple of, you know, that's, that's happening more and more. And I mean, believe me, the guys that are working out there are certainly doing CrossFit when you're talking to them, they may not be like known CrossFitters, sure. but they are, they're totally uh, gun-toting CrossFitters. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and I love that because, I mean, especially in today's day and age. Uh, so that said, we're yeah. always going to be there for the local communities, like yeah. we uh, local events, the, mm -hmm. the Wazas, the, the things like that. But like, even at like the CrossFit games, we're going to enjoy like being there with like outdoor activate, outside activations with yeah. like other people. But just like not jumping into like, the sport itself yeah. versus like the culture of, of the sport. Well, and that's always been something with the CrossFit games is that they do these exclusive exclusivity things. And I get yeah. it. I get it. If you're, you know, cause Reebok did it too. Reebok did it first. Reebok was the first one to say, Hey, it's the Reebok CrossFit games. Nike's not even allowed on the premises. Like all these other brands, they got to go somewhere else. Like we are the shoe company. We are the, you know, the branding. And I get it from a business side. I get it. But from the opposite end of it, Reebok's not around anymore. Yeah, but I mean, but Noble kind of stepped in and did the same thing. You know, Noble yeah. Noble's like, hey, we're gonna do the shoes, we're gonna do this, and certain people can't like, be there. They're like they told Reebok to kick, they they kick Reebok out. I don't know if you saw that. Like Reebok was yeah, walking yeah. around the games and they kicked him out. Yeah. Um, well, like when you think about Reebok, you know, they did it with the UFC too. Yeah. Right, and yeah. that fucked the UFC up. Yeah. Like I knew, man, I knew fighters that lost like ten, twenty thousand dollars a month. Like, cause all of a sudden they couldn't wear their own shorts. Yeah. So then all of a sudden they couldn't promote their shorts and sell them. And that's like how most of these guys were like making like their money. Yeah. Cause UFC, yeah. you're not making a ton no. at all. No. And, and, and I remember the early days. Unless of the you're like the top seven guys. 
Yeah. Well, I remember you know? the early days of the UFC. They'd have their they'd have their shorts with all their sponsors all over it. Totally. So you know, like so they'd have something you know across their ass and like something on their leg and like, up the Con- side. Condoms.com. Every, yeah. Condoms.com owned everybody's ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so I mean you take away all that sponsorship, you know, unless they win the fight and then they sound like a NASCAR racer saying, I'd like to thank da, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, for my, for my win. Um, yeah. you know, yeah. Which that's not why you won. I mean, no. No. they supplied you the money to do so, but sure. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, that's, that's one of the most annoying things of watching a NASCAR race is at the end uh, when they're interviewing. Oh yeah. The Coke Chevrolet. I'm like, was it fueled by Coke? No, it was paid for by Coke. Coke had nothing to do with it or, you know, or whatever brand they were, they're pushing. Um, and I get it. it. It's all sponsorships. And, you know, you'd think that it being emblazoned across the car would be enough, but <laughs> they gotta, they gotta just pitch it, pitch it, pitch it. So, um, so you guys were, were at Wadapalooza this year. That was a blast, at least, at least on my end, um, had the, uh, the, the cocoa, the cocoa pebble, um, Coffees. Oh, the cocoa puff latte. Yeah. yeah, had the cocoa puff latte. That was that was legit. Um, yeah. Who, who came up? Who came up with that one? <laughs> you came up with that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, we we had a, a brand reach out to us about like doing like an activation with us, and yeah. um, because they didn't want to show up to an event, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, cool. I'll do it. Uh, just give us a bunch of your protein, and I'll think of something. And I thought about, I did that for the first time, like a year ago. And we've done like an Oreo one, a peanut butter one, and then uh, a cinnamon toast crunch uh, one. And we just like call them like these, like these like cereal lattes Yeah. Um, that if strong coffee had like a cafe would totally serve, you know, those um, as a, as an item. It's been, it's been wild. You know, it's like, it's for me, it's a lot of, psychology and just testing like against you know what the consumer wants and like understanding you know like the value and like price and being able to like offer like a cool drink that's like at like a fair price but that is like in line with like everything else that's going on i mean you pay like 26 dollars for an acai bowl at a crossfit event yeah i mean it's crazy so i'm like okay well like let's make this thing like 10 bucks i'm like in my head, I wonder if any of them are, uh, how many will actually sell? And all of a sudden they're just, yeah. you know, and I'm, maybe we should have made them $12. And the reason I want to make it more expensive is because I, I also don't want to make them all day because <laughs> they take <laughs> a lot of fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's way easier for us to give you the product by itself. Yeah. Um, you know, which also does us more of a service uh, as a company for you to like get a real impression of our product versus yeah. a um, souped up uh, festival version of our product. Yeah. Well, uh, I went and bought the, uh, so at, at Waterpalooza, they had the box the set. Yes. So I went and bought the box set. So oh, nice. it, it was great getting back from Miami pulling into the house and there was sitting on the, you know, sitting, sitting on the, Damn. sitting on the doorstep. I'm like, yes, let's go. Um, yeah. and, and We're gonna be... oh, go ahead. Uh, oh, I was gonna say, and the, uh, the, the mixer is clutch. That thing yeah. is clutch. Yes. So uh, nice. I was given one from another company and it doesn't hold a candle. This thing is, that thing is super powered. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you, if you make like a daybreaker at home, mm-hmm. uh, is that is that the latte you drink, daybreaker or morning fix? Um, the red one or the blue one? Blue. Yeah, that's daybreaker. Yeah. So like, I don't uh, even know what they're called. I just reach for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> reach and grab and go. I'll make at home when I have extra time. I'll uh, I'll make you know a lot one of our lattes and I'll heat up uh, like a real small amount of just milk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll hit that frother in there for like 20 seconds. Yeah. And just get it super pillowy. I put it on top of my uh on top of my instant latte, you yeah. know? And it's like, holy shit. <laughs> um every day I had the time to do this. Yeah. Uh we're actually going to be at a chili, uh, it's called uh Chili Music Festival in Somerville, Texas this weekend. It's like 50,000 people, like this massive, like chili cook-off chili show but it's like live music all that um whiskey myers is gonna be playing there on on okay. saturday i don't know even know who that is but yeah. it's apparently like a big name in country music gotcha. uh, and uh we're because of the chili the chili uh theme uh we're actually going to take the the daybreaker and we're going to do a chili powder uh we're add chili powder to it so nice. we're gonna do a, a chili cacao latte with uh cool whip on top and a sprinkle a little uh uh chili powder like right on top and take like a hot chili yeah. like stick to the top of the of the of the thing oh man yeah just for shits and giggles see how many people order it well i mean if you think about it so we go to epcot so i'm here in florida and you know we're 90 minutes from Orlando. So my wife and I, back when we had free time before four kids, we, we went and did the whole, <laughs> we hit, we did the drink around the world and they have a jalapeno margarita. Oh yeah. It's, yeah. it's they're amazing. Delicious. Oh, they're delicious. Yeah. So that same spice in a coffee, I'm like, I'm, I'm down. I'm there. Um, yeah. It's a good thing. I mean, a Mexican hot chocolate yeah. is a spicy hot chocolate, you know, so that, I'm like, oh yeah, it'll be fun. Um, but just like, that's what we do when we go to events. I try to make it unique to yeah. the to the place in some way. Like when we did this clothing drop at Wadapalooza, yep. right? Um, it was all custom made just for Wadapalooza to have that floral Miami vibe, you know, Scarface and, you know, all that, yeah. all that, all that jazz. And everybody online wanted one. And I'm like, should have been at Wadapalooza. Yep. Uh, and, so, and that's like, and that's how we get people out of their homes and like out to events yeah. to experience the, the, the culture of strong coffee and the vibe that we set up at, at the booths, you know, at our booths, at the events. Yeah. And the vibe is unmatched. Um, I, cause even at the games, like even at the CrossFit games, it, it like you guys were full of, I mean, obviously energized with coffee as well, but I mean, you guys were the, the booth. Usually was, mushrooms. Well, that too. <laughs> I mean, but the but the booth was awesome. You guys were like just full of energy the whole time, and just you know, just go 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 go. And same thing at Wadapalooza. It's like I would like a couple times I actually went to go get a coffee, and I'm like, the line is too long. I'm gonna have to come back. So then I have to I'd have to circle yeah. back around and come get it, but because everybody was just crowding the booth and you guys are right next to podium, you know, right there with those guys, with the bull shark. Um, so it, it was, it was de- definitely a good, uh, from, from the outside looking in, it looked like everything went great there. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I, uh, to follow up that, you guys went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, I've been to, we've been to, since Wadapalooza, we went, we've been to a, I mean, a couple other places. Uh, on our way home from Wadapalooza, our van broke down only five hours from home. Oh, and no. we had to stay at night in the middle of fucking nowhere. It was quite interesting. Um, and uh, that was quite the haul. Yeah. Uh, that trip to Miami is always like, it's so much fun on the way there. On the way back, it's it's always like, oh, I'm so beat. Like, I just can't. And uh, coffee and coffee gets us through it. Um, the Super Bowl, we, well, we went to the, we, we went to the Pro Bowl. Okay. And then we went to the Super Bowl. Um, were they both, were the, where was Super Pro Bowl? Pro Bowl in Vegas. Yeah. And then Super Bowls in Arizona. Arizona. Okay. Yeah. And, gotcha. and the Super Bowl party was a blast. I mean, it was super cool to, um, you know, hang out with Emmett Smith and Michael Irving and some of these like old school dudes yeah. like at the party. And uh, we had an ice bath there and people were like all hung over jumping in the ice baths, like trying to get their asses like back to fighting shape so they could... <laughs> you know, uh, take on like the day of the actual Super Bowl. You know, yeah. a lot of people don't know this, but the Super Bowl has nothing to do with the Super Bowl. It is five days of fuckery that leads <laughs> up to it that takes over the whole city. Yeah. It's like the whole city. It's like parties here, things here, this, there. I mean, it's pretty wild. Um, while there... I'm a, I'm a bit of a shoe guy. Like I love shoes. Yeah. And um, there was a guy, there's a guy there by the name of shoe surgeon. He's like the shoe guy. Okay. And I'm a big fan of his and he was there and uh, him and his uh, partner uh, fell in love with strong coffee and they like drink it on the daily and stuff like that. You know, I could see like another zero on like the end of our revenue or, you know, whatever, but it's like little wins like that that you know keep me really going yeah. where it's like it's not the money it's like the validation of that my product is good enough to like replace somebody's snobby ass coffee that sure. doesn't look great like our coffee yeah you know well and you posted just the other day um i, I love the like the coffee facts or or i i can't remember exactly the post but where you like went down like the ingredients of something um, oh yeah which which one was that Ref refresh my memory because i've slept since then and <laughs> well i've but, been making some i've been making some remarks about starbucks yeah and like sugary lattes and yeah, that was it yeah and, stuff, right? and you know this is for the general person that is you know working out for like for the performance athlete that is working out they know that a sugary latte is not good for them. Yeah. Right. You know, like Matt Frazier knows that. However, that's 1% of the entire population of that set, you know, of that community, yeah. not to mention all the other communities. The other, you know, then there's like 5% under him that know that it's not good, but they don't really know why. And that why isn't supported then. So it happens every once in a while. And then there's the other 94%, you know, 90, right? And of, of the population. 
that don't know or don't fucking think about that at all outside of their protein shakes and whatever else they're trying to do to be healthy if they're in that like next 10%. And everybody under that last 10% is just like, they're just regular fucking people that never think about that shit. Yeah. And coffee is such a staple in our diet, right? But it, as I was talking about, it's a random, it's a, it's a tool that is so random at times and has been so bastardized that, you know, it is a, it is just a sugary Snickers bar in brown liquid, right? Yeah. Like that is all it has become. It is full of oils and all these things uh, that we don't want, um, you know, artificial colorings and some of them. And, and then when I, so it's like, these are like what we see as like a baseline. But then when I look at like the organization itself, there's a fundamental problem. And I mean, you look back to like, I, there was like a court case and this is something that I looked at when I was starting strong coffee. Like I have a lot of whys and you know, some of them, you know, one of them is I want to make money, right? Like, of course, like I want to yeah. be able to support my wife and kids. Do I want to be stupid rich and own a private jet? That's actually not on my goal list, right? Like that is not, that is not how my head thinks. Yeah. Um, do I want to improve the health of others and in, in the, like in the most responsible way, 100%, that is like my greatest motivation for doing this. And when I look at something as simple as the state of Vermont, uh, at one point, and this is like a random thing. People are like, Whoa, like where the fuck in the state of Vermont, um, they requested for Starbucks to uh, say what had GMOs in it, right? Yeah. And Starbucks is part of an organization called the Grocery Market Association, the GMA. Uh-huh. So the GMA sues the state of Vermont for requesting Starbucks because Starbucks didn't want to show what had GMOs in it. Yeah. So when you think about like what that means is that a consumer wanted to know what was in their coffee and Starbucks took a multi-billion is a multi-billion dollar organization that brought on another multi-billion dollar organization to sue the state of Vermont for requesting that information until they ceased to want that information. Tell, tell me you're hiding something without telling me you're not, <laughs> without telling me you're hiding something. Yeah, yeah man. Well, and I mean, you know, I'll jump down a rabbit hole, right? Because I'm out, like, I've been wanting to, I've been wanting to get a nice little soundbite of this uh, one of these days. <laughs> but um, I was, if you Google Howard Schultz, when he talks about uh, how he started Starbucks and Bill Gates, if you just Google like Bill Gates, and Howard Schultz, or if you yeah. just Google Howard Schultz, it's like one of the top videos that pop pop up. And I was actually there live when that was being recorded. Okay. And I actually really wanted to see it because I was like, if this guy did it, I totally am going to be able to do it. You know, like in my head, right? Yeah. yeah. You got to be confident to start a business, right? So um, he said this story uh, about how he was a barista 
Like I'm talking like a barista, right? Yeah. And the guy who started Peach Coffee also owned Starbucks. And the guy that had was like, hey, I'm going to sell Starbucks and I want you to buy it for $3.8 million. And Howard Schultz is like, I have no monies. So he goes, but I'm going to find it. So as he's finding this magical money, $3.8 million in 1989, which would like equal like $30 million today. Yeah. Right. He, he talks to Bill Gates senior. A lot of people don't know that Bill Gates junior is a, is a junior. Okay. Yeah. Had a fucking dad. Yeah. And his dad was like the most powerful attorney in Washington. Like, like, like the, like the fucking dude. Yeah. Right. And he somehow like gets to talk to him like somehow, I don't know like how this connection happens. Right. <laughs> but yet Bill Gates senior takes a very strong liking to this young man. And he, Howard Schultz tells him that somebody's going to steal this business from me because I can't come up with the money fast enough. So Bill Gates senior walks up to this man that's going to steal the business from him and says, you're going to let this man actualize his dreams and you're not going to buy this company for this great deal. And the guy listened to him. Huh. Okay. Right. Somehow Howard Schultz comes up with $3.8 million in the next couple of days. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was probably from Bill Gates senior and people that he hangs around with. Right. So he's like telling the story and I'm like, wow, that's a fucking crazy story. And I'm totally like down to believe all of it yeah. until he says, I never told this story until a couple of years ago and Bill Gates Jr. was sitting backstage and goes, I never heard that story or knew that my father helped you with Starbucks. Oh gosh. So like, that's what he throws into the story. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh man, this dude just showed his fucking hand. I'm like, this is stupid now. Yeah. Like clearly this is a story. Right. Yeah. And it's, it is true, but like that part was not true. Like there's no way that Bill Gates Jr. Didn't know. So photos, there's photos out there of them, like much younger will Bill, with Bill Gates senior looking at charts for vertical integration with Monsanto and huh. Bill Gates senior is the largest, was like the largest private investor along with his wife into, you know, into that stuff. Yeah. They own like a massive amount of shares that like Bill Gates junior owns, you know, now because of that ownership that was passed down. That's what all this involvement is with genetically modified foods, right? It comes from like his dad. Yeah. I mean, like these are the same people that made fucking weed kill, you know, like weed killer. Yeah. That caused cancer to hundreds of thousands of millions, millions of people. Well, and then, and then you go mustard gas. Well, and then you go for war. Well, you go forward to, to now with COVID and who's the leading guy telling you, Oh, get, get vaccinated, get this, get this, get this. You know why? You know how much he has invested in? <laughs> Bill Gates has invested in it. And totally. And now that I've said that, it's going to I'm going to get this big banner on my on my podcast. It's going to say COVID-19 <laughs> information, blah 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 blah. But Yeah, well, and, but now it, that it, but now that it's like passed, he's like, "Oh, no, 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 no. You shouldn't do this or you shouldn't do that." Like, dude, you're going against everything you said beforehand because you made a shit ton of money to you know during this pandemic oh yeah man and that's you know for the betterment of the people is what you were is what you were trying to to promote totally and i mean the reality of it is is that you starbucks like they sugar is an addiction Mm -hmm. caffeine is has addictive traits and properties as well 
right? And they took two of the things and they modified those sugars and did things to create the most flavorful flavors and things to trigger your palate to fucking crave and want and need it, right? And that is like what I'm trying to fight. I could give a shit about Black Rifle Coffee. Yeah. I could give a shit about Rich Froning's Coffee. Like, I do not give a fuck about any of these, like, other coffee companies. Yeah. Because, like, effectively, they're not trying to do what I'm trying to do. They're just trying to sell coffee. Yeah. I'm trying to stop you from buying Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that is my new mission. Yeah. It's cool. You want to buy my shit? Awesome. I am just going to get you to fucking realize how bad that shit is. Yeah. Until they send me, like, a cease and desist or try to buy me out. You know, one of the two. <laughs> well, I love the I love the product. I you love everything you guys are doing. The whole vibe, just all of it is just is right up my alley. I'm I'm for it. So where as we're you know rolling on an hour, I'm gonna wrap it in yeah, a nice man, wrap it in a nice little bit. Something out of this. Oh, dude, you know, I, mean, I got a ton out of this, man. I've had a weird week. I'm a little tired. Maybe not my best podcast ever. Dude. But if you ever want to do another one, you just let me know. Dude, anytime, anytime. And so, are you? What events are you going to? Uh, I know you said the the chili thing, but are you doing anything? Uh, you're probably not going to semis. I'm a, I'm assuming, <laughs> given what what you said about CrossFit. Oh no no no! Oh. I will for, forever be at every loud and live event. No, I meant semis. The the um Orlando. Uh, the CrossFit Games semifinals that are not uh, loud and live. Oh, that's oh, so they got rid of all that. Yeah. So so now you qualify. You know, you basically you're. It's back to the old system where they're doing basically regionals again. Um. So they're doing. A so they're not doing like uh. So regional. So they won't have uh like the Granite Games be the qualifier. No, Granite Games will not be the qualifier. Yeah, fuck, fuck those guys <laughs> so, for doing that. It's just another way to cut. They just don't even have the culture to pull that shit off like the way that those other people did. I, yeah, I know. It, so this is, I, I'm torn. No, I'm, the answer is no. The yeah, answer is yeah. no. So you won't be there because uh, no. I was like, oh, let's let's do something in Orlando. Let's let's hook up. No. Um, but the um, so they're doing yeah they're doing semifinals. They're running all that, um, making it all you know streamlined to what they're doing and everything. Which maybe we'll do like a gym takeover, you know, something like that. Yeah, but. You know, I, I just, I'm, I love the community of CrossFit. I think it's great. I love the, you know, like I, I really do the, the energy at those shows are always just fucking so cool. Yeah. I just want us to be able to be more than just a CrossFit brand. Yeah. Right. Um, and I personally just the back and forth, and the politics is just, it's too much for me yep. to like want to care about where I really like the people at Loud and Live. Oh yeah. You know, and Dylan's amazing. I, I, yeah. Well, and I know Aaron and Alex, you know, really well that yeah. those are the guys like I am always, you know, Aaron, Alex and Trina. And yep. I just feel like what they were doing, you know, it was, was amazing. And if it doesn't have the same like relevance as like qualifiers and different things like that now it's just kind of like interesting to take that away again from like the community in a sense well to, I, i'll i'll say i'll say this yeah. i enjoy wadapalooza more than going to the games yeah from just from just from a spectator standpoint from a 
podcaster standpoint from everything because it it because it doesn't have the high stakes of hey these people are trying to qualify for the games. So totally. I I like the fact in Wadapalooza and they also have the Madrid Championship. I meant the Granite Spain. Games. I just meant the Granite Games. Oh, I knew yeah, Wadapalooza yeah. wasn't a qualifier, but I knew yeah. the Granite Games was right. Yeah. So they had like the East or the you know, the one in Tennessee, the two in Tennessee. They had yep. you know Granite Games, and then they had the one in Vegas that was more like of a, a closed kind of more of like a closed event, yeah. right? Of sorts. Well, that was right. Uh, that was right after COVID, I think too. Right after COVID. Yeah. yeah so it was all weird. Um, yeah. they're, they're bringing back the West coast champion or the West coast classic, um, which is, okay. which was that one. So I think they're going to bring back the West coast classic and do like a Wadapalooza out West. But I think mm-hmm. if you do it in such a way that takes away the pressure of these people are trying to go to semifinals, I think you get a better experience from the athletes, from the spectators, from basically anybody involved in it, I actually like the fact that that it's not a road to the games, because now the people that are there are there by choice, as far as the the athletes and the ones that are there just because of sponsors, they're just hanging out, having a good time, and just enjoying the show, like at Wadapalooza. I yeah. thought it was so much better than any of like the 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 qualifiers that they were doing before. So I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I, I think this will work. I think this will work. I only meant, I only meant because Granite Games was a qualifier. Yeah. So if they're getting rid of those types of qualifiers, that's like, it, it kind of, it, it's weird. It's because like Granite Games has been going on for a while. Yeah. Uh, it's just kind of like a interesting thing that they just keep flip-flopping on and like moving around, uh, which just makes it hard even for me as like somebody in the brand you know, in the, in the, in the sport to even like track. Yeah. And it's like, geez, it's exhausting. Yeah. It really is. Um, so I, I personally, uh, I love local, local events. Mm -hmm. And I think like, that's like our bread and butter because it lets us really just do our thing unencumbered. Um, and you know, not have to worry about politics. Like I, you know, well, well, if you do a gym takeover for the semifinals, it's May 18th through the 21st in Orlando. If you decide to do a gym takeover here in Orlando, let me know and I can get you hooked up with any of the gyms or any of the people that, that you want to. Um, cause I'd obviously love to have you, you know, have you down there and, and doing stuff. I know we're going to be doing a, uh, I've challenged a, a few other podcasts and hosts to a go-kart challenge the uh, the semifinal is right across from Andretti Racing, which is a right. in- indoor electric go kart track, and there's been a lot of shit talking going back and forth between the podcast hosts. So we're gonna settle it. On, right. We're gonna settle it on the track. We're gonna t- we're gonna we're gonna take it to the track. So right. it's gonna be fun. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. That's that sounds like a blast. I grew up uh, right next to a racetrack, uh, like like just like a couple blocks away. Yeah, it was, it was wild. Milwaukee. Milwaukee mile. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm 90 minutes from Daytona. So oh, that's, yeah, yeah, that speedway yeah. is just a monster. Yeah, of course. Oh my it's gosh. interesting when you meet people that like have actually been to racing, you know, like that, that kind of like life. It's uh, it's like a whole like different world out there. Uh, oh my gosh. When I've been to like the Indy 500, I was like, Whoa, where are these people coming from? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've only been to Daytona for those big race for a big race, and I'm like, this is just a next level. This is crazy. 
But well, teeth are a requirement to be a fan of that sport. That's <laughs> you know yeah. that. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's the it's the anti CrossFit crowd. Yes, <laughs> I know. Goes, like they are out of like shape. It, it's the exact opposite. <laughs> They can't even uh, fit in that car, much less. Yeah. But man, tell everybody where they can find you, where they can, you know, get a hold of the coffee, you know, events that you're that you got on the on the horizon that people can come and check out, and uh, you know, yeah, kind of kind of run the run the gambit. What you got going on? Check me out at Strong Coffee Company on Instagram, strongcoffeecompany.com. We are available at Whole Foods, Amazon. If you are in Texas, we're in every central market as well. If you want to follow my shenanigans uh, personally, I'm over at Von Rothfelder, my last name, V-O-N-R-O-T-H-F-E-L-D-E-R. Yes. And uh, yeah, man, thank you for your, thank you, thanks for having me on. Thanks for uh, giving me a voice and for doing your thing. Uh, I appreciate that. Dude, I love it. And we'll have to hook up again at, at one of these other events. You know, You know, whenever you're in Florida, hit me up, let me know. Sounds good. I will. Awesome. You've been listening to the Wix Appeal Podcast. Get connected by heading to Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Wex Appeal Podcast for more bonus buffoonery and to get the full Wex experience. Plus, make sure to subscribe on your podcast app today. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time for more barbells, beats, and buffoonery.